You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Welcome, welcome back to the latest episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. This is Eddie. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we are so excited and grateful that you are tuned in for another episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. We want you to take this moment right now, like we start every episode. We want to make sure that you are subscribed to our podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that follow button if you are not subscribed so you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. We want to shout out all of our new listeners and all of you who are joining us on this podcast journey. We want to say thank you for taking this ride with us and for catching up on all of our podcasts and tuning in week after week. We are grateful to be a part of your life. And today, Eddie, we are very excited because um, it's awesome when we have special guests, Yes, right? And it's even better when they come back, yeah, right, for a second interview, a third interview, third conversation. And today we have a returning guest. He was on our um, podcast at the beginning of this year, one of the first guests that mm, we had um, at the top of this year. And we got to talk about his poetry, his books, and we are super excited because he has a third book releasing this week. And it's just awesome to have him with us. So would you all please welcome once again to the God Life Culture Podcast, Tanner Olson. Tanner, can you please say hello to our listeners? Man, you are really building it all up. I, I feel like I'm supposed <laughs> to like walk out onto a stage and people are clapping, but they're not really sure as to why they're clapping. Uh, but they're clapping. Uh, but anyway, it's good to be here with you guys. It's good to be back. When when I was putting together like lists of people who I was like, who could I reach out to when the book releases? I was like, ah, oh, Miguel and Eddie. I had so much fun on the last time, the last time I was with you guys that I had to come back. So thanks again for having me. It's good to be here. For sure, man. And, you know, we're excited to, to have you once again with us. And, you know, we want you to just take a few minutes right now and update us on everything that is going on, um, you know, and, and what has been happening in the last few weeks or months, however you want to catch us up. But you are in Nashville right now. Um, we're in New York and we are entering the fall season where, you know, Thanksgiving's approaching, then Christmas is approaching. So, I mean, you could start off with the weather. What is the weather like in Nashville right now? Today we had to turn the heat on, and I don't like that. I don't. I grew up in Florida, right? So I, I'm. I love being warm. I don't like the cold. So anything under like 65 degrees is cold to me. Uh, but it's been about 40s here in Nashville, so we had to kick on the the heat this afternoon. Uh, my wife has on a, I think it's a Christmas Hallmark movie in the other room. Um, so gotta be honest, I'm pretty bummed that I'm I'm on the podcast right now and I can't watch that movie. Right. Um, that was that was sarcasm. I don't know how well that translates. Uh, nah, well, to be to be fair, I like some of them. Some of them are fun. Some of them are comedies. They don't know they are, but they are comedies. Um, but no, like things have been going going pretty well. Uh, the last couple of weeks have been pretty wild. Uh, for the last week or so, I've been putting together some pre-orders for the book to go out, and I've been sending those out early because I have no self-control and I just want people to get the book as quickly as possible. And uh, this book has been a, a long process. I think I've been working on it since the last time I was talking with you guys. Uh, but I, I've been trying some new things out with just the whole self-publishing world. Um, and so with this new book, I wanted to 
add some art. So I had a friend named Tim Bauer do some artwork for this book. And uh, we took more time on it than I thought we were going to take. Uh, but it turned out really, really well. And I'm, I'm really excited about it. Um, and I don't think I've been able to say that about some projects in the past. Uh, they just kind of were like, well, here's this. But this <laughs> is like, I am super excited about it. And I hope other people are excited about it too, you know? Yeah, listen, we are one of the very lucky people that got the book ahead of time. Um, and, you know, this and I feel like we keep talking about the book, the book. We haven't even yeah. named, we haven't even said the name of the book. Uh, the name of the book is Walk a Little Slower. Um, and it's something that we definitely enjoyed. And we don't say that just to say that to be polite. We definitely did enjoy it. Uh, but how does it feel now that the book has reached the hands of other people? It's scary. Um <laughs> Well, it's scary. Uh, it's exciting and it's scary. I, it's it's a it's a weird thing to release a piece of art or even even to like release or to start a podcast. Uh, I think like when you start a podcast, it's kind of similar to releasing a book. But then all of a sudden you're just like just releasing episodes and this is something that you just do. But that first one, it's just like, here's a piece of my life and yeah. I'm showing you what I've done and what I've worked on and also what I'm proud of. And I think it's, it's, a, it's a, it's a very revealing thing to share with people what you're, what you've created and what you're proud of. Um, and so there's been, uh, and I'm an emotional person to begin with. I write poetry. I'm sure you figured that out. Like, oh, he's probably got a lot of emotions. <laughs> I have more than you think. Uh, but I, it, it's been a, uh, I've had a lot of emotions as I like released the book and, and started sharing it. Um, but I, I believe in it. And when you believe in something, it's hard not to see it through. When you believe like, oh, this is the thing that you're supposed to do. You can't help but do that. Um, it gets a little <laughs> difficult though. And uh, because my name's on it, right? And that mm -hmm. makes things, that makes it harder, I think for me. Like I would uh, really love to share like something that me and three other per people worked on together. But it's hard when it's like, nope, I wrote all the poems. This is my book, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Hope you like it. If you don't, don't tell me because I, again, have a lot of feelings. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's sometimes it's like um, me and Miguel joke around about this a lot. Sometimes we wish we would do stuff with like an alias because it kind of removes yes. the responsibility of it falling on you. And it is not that you yep. hope that it like flops or have, you know, it's just that fear. You're putting something out there that's precious to you. Will people think it's as precious as you think it is? Um, mm -hmm. You know, and with the title Walk a Little Slower, we always talk about how, you know, with creative or people in general when they're creating something and they put a name on it you know there's definitely a reason behind why they chose that name for it so what's the reason behind uh titling the book walk a little slower well i feel like it's it's kind of hard to talk to uh new yorkers about this because i feel like every time i've been to new york everyone is just like go 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 constantly <laughs> power walking <laughs> and, and like, like everyone is always in a hurry even if they're like they're not um, and I, I feel like I live my life in a similar way. Like I'm always moving as quickly as possible. I'm a fast walker. Uh, I'm sometimes a fast talker. Um, I have to remind myself like all of the time to slow down and my, in just in, even in, in eating, right? Like I tell a story in, in the book of how, when I was eight years old, my grandparents took my brother and I to KFC, uh, high quality, but we were there because <laughs> it was the nineties. And I, I think I, I finished my food before they even started. And my, my grandma was like, you need to slow down. Um, and that, that stayed with me. And sometimes I do a good job of listening to that. Um, but most days I know that I don't, and I don't 
want to rush through life. I want to walk a little slower. Like I want to take my time as I go, as I learn, uh, and as I just continue to become who I am. Um, and I wanted to name the book something that I needed to see more often and to be reminded mm-hmm. of. Like this book is always going to be a part of me now. And I'm always, it's always, it's going to be on my website. It's going to be, you know, on my merch table when I go and do events. I'm always going to see those four words walk a little slower. And I'm glad because I need the reminder. I need the reminder to walk a little slower and to live a little slower as well. Yeah. And I love that because I think, you know, as creatives and people who, you know, put out different types of content in different forms, it's great that you know, uh, your own content and your own things that you put out, remind yourself, right, of those truths. And I think it's mm-hmm. great when you can, you know, be that instrument to even remind yourself of these truths of, you know, sometimes you do just have to take a break or just walk a little slower or just, you know, mm-hmm. slow down. And I think that's awesome. And again, it's with intentionality that you do these things. And, you know, this is your third book. Like we said before, you have two other ones. You have As You Go and I'm All Over the Place. And we spoke Mm -hmm. about those in our last podcast episode when we had that conversation with you. Um, But now entering Walk a Little Slower, how is this book different and what's inside different than your previous books? Yeah, so my first book, uh, I'm All Over the Place, that was a collection of poems that I'd written over like seven years. And so those poems, like the title of the book, they were kind of all over the place. Like they were, you know, some when I first started writing poetry and sharing it, and then others as I had kind of figured out a little bit of what my voice was. Uh, And that came out in 2019. And then As You Go was released during the pandemic. And that that book, like the best way to explain it is, it is Instagram poetry. Like it is short little poems. Like I don't even think there's a comma in the entire book. Uh, But like it is just short little thoughts. Um, And I really enjoyed that. But it was just like one of those things that I was like, this is what needs to be put out right now. In this book, Walk a Little Slower, kind of like I was saying earlier, like I'm I'm proud of it. Like this is, these are like the the pieces that I feel most excited about. And I see myself in everything that I've written in this book. Uh, and, and, you know, kind of going back earlier, like that's, it's scary to share that. It's scary to show people the things that, that you've wrestled with or the things that you've come to know to be, be true or the things that like you just need to be reminded of on a daily basis or even the things that you just like think about. And then you shall tell the world, this is what I've been thinking about. Um, I think that in this in this book, my voice shines through a little bit more clearly, and I've kind of figured out what I want to say as a writer. And on top of that, um, there's uh, about five longer writings in in the book where they're not. It's not a piece of poetry. It's a writing, a, a, a memoiric type essay piece, uh, where it's just a little something to introduce a, a new section of the book. And I had a lot of fun writing those. And, and I think that's the writing that I'm excited to do in the future as well. Not just poetry, but like how um, how God has changed my life and, and the things that I've learned as, as I've gone through um, the things that I've gone through. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned that because that's one thing that I noticed in, you know, reading through the book that you do have these longer pieces that I think really um, put to, you know, put together the poems, um, you know, nicely. Right. And introduce even certain Mm -hmm. sections, like you said, Um, you know, and that's one thing that I think, uh, you know, just again, shows that that growth and shows that, uh, 
you know, just that difference in writing and as you mature and as you just live life and as you move forward, right? Um, even your art reflects that and your art changes um, through your own life experiences. And one of the poems that I uh, really enjoyed uh, was a poem that you have in here titled Coffee. And, uh, you know, as Puerto Ricans, Eddie and I are Puerto Ricans, <laughs> a lot of our listeners are diverse. Coffee is like a staple. This is very important when, uh, you know, we talk about our daily lives. And, um, you know, I have a question for you. I mean, we know through your Instagram that you um, are a coffee drinker, right? You post a lot of pictures with coffee and you have your famous, uh, you know, slogan <laughs> or line that you say, just happy to be here. Uh, but tell us, how do you have your coffee? I mean, are you just a, you know, black coffee drinker? Do you like iced coffee? Are you a creamer guy? Do you do milk? What What is it? No, it's just black coffee, man. I don't have time for the other stuff. <laughs> I, I, I want coffee. I don't want dessert, right? I mean, I do want dessert, but I want coffee. I don't, there's there's something about like the, the first sip of coffee in the morning that it's just like, that wakes you up. And for me, it, it's become this, um, this like liturgy, like this holy time where I'm just like, it's just me and a cup of black coffee. And it is a, it is a time where I can exhale and pray and just, just start my day. Right. It's the, yeah. it's the whole slow down. Um, and I mean, coffee does speed me up, but before it does that, it allows me to take a deep breath and to just kind of be for a minute. But I am through and through a black coffee guy. And yes, I look down on anybody who puts all the stuff in their coffee. But why are you why are you doing that? You don't you do not need to do that. Now there is a cinnamon toast crunch creamer that is out there. I don't know if you guys have tried this before. Um it is it will destroy you, but it is delicious. I don't drink it with coffee. I just drink it. So Yeah. What I about mean, you guys? How do you take your coffee? Yeah, so personally, I am definitely a creamer guy. I cannot oh, have black coffee. I know I now, cannot have now black coffee. Now, well, now I feel now I feel bad. Well, not no, really, because no. you're wrong. But <laughs> I definitely am a creamer guy. I mean, all the flavors: pumpkin, Irish cream, French vanilla, like all of them. Uh, so you know, I could do iced coffee as well. But I definitely agree with you know what? It's like the first thing that you know happens in the morning. Eddie, how about you? I I'm not the creamer. I don't do all the flavored stuff. Uh, but I do need a little cream or or like hot milk in my coffee. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, straight up black is a little too strong for me. Um. But yeah, I, I'm not. I'm I'm in the middle of the two of you guys. That's where I'm at. <laughs> I, I, I had one time I I ordered coffee and I was like, I just want a black coffee. And the person I was with was like, Oh, look at you, Mr. Tough Guy. I was like, This is about the toughest thing that I do. I drink <laughs> coffee black. Like I don't I don't know really how to use a hammer. I can't drive a stick shift car. And if you ask me to build a house, I'm out. Like there's just like not a lot of manly things that I do. But if drinking black coffee is a manly thing. It's not. It's for everybody. But then consider me a very manly man. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, and to me, one of the things that I loved in reading this is, you know, when I think of coffee, like we've you know, been talking about, it's something that brings people together, you know, mm -hmm. um, whether it's, you know, a family in the morning or, you know, uh, you know, going out with to coffee with friends. Mm -hmm. It's something that can definitely bring people together. And you explain in, you know, um, in such a clever way in this poem, how this brings you together with God. And you were talking mm -hmm. a little bit about it earlier. Can you just elaborate a little bit more on, you know, something that can be so simple to just, you know, a, an individual just drinking coffee and how to you, it's an experience. Let me, if I can, can I just go ahead and read the poem and then sure. talk about it a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All right, this is, uh, if you have your copy of Walk a Little Slower, it's on page 32, uh, but it goes <laughs> like this. 
I've got stained teeth and burnt breath, but a beep that's staying alive in my chest. I've been waking up early to sit with the sunrise and watch your beauty meet my barely open eyes. The light breaks through reminding me that I can make it through. And it's the first morning sip that reminds me of grace and what I can only imagine is a smile on your face. And for a moment, it's just you, me, and a cup of coffee watching the waking world beginning to be. The other morning I read, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed and I'm beginning to see. I do not need to see you to believe you are with me. You are. You are with me. And it's almost as if every sip brings us together. And if that brings us together, we'll never be apart. Uh, I was, I was, when I, before I wrote this poem, well, I wrote this during the pandemic at a time when, you know, it's still the pandemic, but uh, just waking up early, I couldn't sleep. And so I'd go out of the kitchen table and I'd make coffee and I would just start writing. And this was one of those poems that, that came out. And, and I started thinking, um, like, what are the things in my life that I can look at and it take me somewhere else. Like it, it can point me to scripture, right? So like a door or an open road, like some of the concepts kind of throughout this book, like there are little pieces in our everyday life where I can look at something and be reminded of what, of what God has done for me or who, who God is. And I think so for me, it's that, that cup of coffee in the morning, like it is a reminder for me to just sit and to be and to look up. Um, cause we can always look up. So that's a little bit about that poem. Um, but I, I, and that was one of the first poems I wrote for this new collection of poems. Um, and my friend, like I mentioned earlier, I had a buddy do some artwork. And so, uh, my buddy Tim did a little coffee mug on <laughs> it and it's on the opposite page in the book. Now uh, talking about the artwork and everything is Tim or was it someone else that did the actual cover art uh, for the book? Yeah, Tim did it all. I can't draw to save my life, uh, but I have <laughs> learned, I have learned um, to ask people who know how to do things to for their help. Yeah. And so I, I I sent him over. I was like, hey man, I'm I'm putting this book together. I'd seen some of the art that he's done for other people in the past, and I was like, I really want to work with you. Uh, what? How do we make this happen? And so I shared him shared a couple of the poems, and he was all in. And uh, so he did all of the art throughout the book, and then my friend uh, James Seleska laid it all out and put it all together. But uh, all, all all I did was uh, pay them and write the words. So <laughs> write the words. <laughs> yeah, which but is an important was, uh, part of the book. Yeah, there would be no book without the words. <laughs> uh, that's that's what I that's what I told them the whole time. Uh, but yeah, that's it was it was definitely a, a team effort, and uh, I really enjoyed that aspect of this book. So for the other books, it was really just me and, and maybe one other person. But adding in, and adding in another artist, someone else to have eyes on the project, really helped it become something more than I could have ever dreamed it would be. Yeah, and I think you know collaboration always helps um, because they especially when you have people that join you in the vision and what you're trying to do, it helps expand it and just making that more well-rounded in a way. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were speaking about the idea of intentionality with what we put out, you know, where either as a preacher, you know, what you say as a writer, what you put in your books, you know, as a singer, you know, or songwriter, what you write and the lyrics that you do. And that sometimes the things that we put out there are actually literal. Um, and other times they're actually part of a metaphor in which we're trying to create 
convey like a message or this idea uh, behind the words that we're putting together. When I read, I don't know if I just have an an eccentric brain and I just pick up on certain things randomly that I find to be interesting. Um, But in your poem, Prodigal Son, there is a line Mm. that says, art is made when you color outside the lines and you can believe her when she says everything is going to be fine. You can believe mm-hmm. her when she says everything is going to be fine. And me, out of curiosity, I question, is the her that you're referring to an actual person or is this a metaphor for something else? Um, this is one of the reasons why I really like poetry um, is because it can be it can mean anything to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone can read that and be like, oh, I, I get that. Like, that's what my my girlfriend or my wife or my daughter or my mom has said to me in the past. And for me, like when I wrote that, um, I was thinking about the things that my my wife and my mom have both said to me, right? And they both said, you know, everything is going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a difference between hearing somebody and believing them, right? And yeah. so that's why I repeated the line because, well, poets, there's, they repeat things. Um, and, but if you repeat it, <laughs> then true. you hear it twice, right? Um, so, yeah, like you said, that you can believe her when she says everything is going to be fine. And you, like, you can. You can believe her when she says everything is going to be fine. And I think for me, that's one of those, um, there are a lot of things that I need to be reminded of. I think we all do. Mm-hmm. But I think that everything is going to be fine. Right? I think, like, yeah. and, and I think when some people hear that, they're like, well, that's, you can just, you brush that off. But sometimes, I mean, sometimes you can brush it off, but other times, like maybe that's the thing that you actually need to hear in that moment. Mm. Um, that everything is, is going to be fine. Everything's going to be all right, even if it doesn't feel like it. And with the whole story of the prodigal son, like, you know, um, yeah, everything is going to be fine. And and the other part of me adding that line in there is when you read the story of the prodigal son, we don't know. We don't know about his mom, right? Mm-hmm. We hear about his dad. We hear about his brother. But we don't, you know, and this is like reading way too far into an already parable, right? But like, <laughs> Jesus never mentions like the mom, right? Yeah. Um, and he and he doesn't, not that that would have been an uncommon thing then, but, you know, Jesus mentions and talks about women all the time. He honors them. Um, but in this story, in this parable in particular, when he just doesn't talk about it. And so for me, I've gotten to thinking like, well, you know, what was, what could have been the backstory there? Um, mm-hmm. And so doing some like, weird uh you know imagining of that and maybe his mom one time said to him everything is going to be fine and looking back he can believe it yeah so and and i think the idea of you said like poets do this a lot like they they repeat things um Mm -hmm. even myself i find myself sometimes like after maybe like a venting session being like Mm -hmm. it's gonna be fine it's gonna be like repeating it to myself it's gonna be fine kind of like trying to convince yourself to believe it um in that same poem prodigal son there's something else that you uh repeat and is the idea of um the sentence welcome home you know Mm -hmm. you you mentioned that you end the poem with that and you mentioned that i think two or three times as well um and my question to you is what does home look like for you yeah uh so I, in one of my other poems, it's not in this book, it's um, a poem called Welcome. Um, but I, I say like the two sweetest words are welcome home. And so I have a hard time like not writing about or not putting those two words in a poem. Um, and I think as artists and writers, they're like, you know, I have these couple of themes that always pop up. Like, I always feel like I'm talking about coffee. I always feel like I'm <laughs> writing about hope. And I always feel like I want to write down the two words welcome home into every single poem. Um, but for me, when I think about home, um, 
there's probably there's a few things that that tend to pop up right like it's it's spending time with my wife like that is home but it's also like when i was five years old right the house that i grew up in the house where my parents still live today like i that's what home is where i don't have like a to-do list in my pocket like i don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring like i know that like i'm i'll probably go into school unless it's saturday but i don't even know if it's friday or not you know like i'm just a kid and i am wild and free and i don't have questions but i have every single question and like i am truly like just happy to be alive um and in part most days that's what i think heaven's gonna be like uh I, i play this game in my head sometimes and it's not a theologically correct game but i often wonder like if you can pick what age you get to be when you're in heaven, what age would you be? And I'm, my answers are always between like five and seven. Like it just depends on, you know, how long do I want my bowl cut to be? Um, <laughs> but like, that's, that's really it. So for me, yeah, that's what home is, is anywhere my wife is and our dog uh, or, you know, being back in Florida at our old house. Yeah. And I love that idea of, you know, thinking back to your childhood or um, just reflecting back. And in one of your poems, um, it's called Waiting, Wandering and Wondering. You have this line that says life was much easier when I was a young boy. But now that I'm older, I'm struggling to see through the pain and uncertainty with hope and joy. But through it all, somehow you are working beauty together with my waiting. And I think that is an idea that many people um, resonate with and can relate to the idea of thinking back when they were a child, back when they were young, mm-hmm. and uh, just the simplicity of life, the innocence of life, and how now that we are older, there seems to be this struggle, you know, especially with things like uncertainty. And that is something mm-hmm. that we have uh, spoken a lot on this podcast about this year, this idea of uncertainty, and the idea of waiting. Um, so mm-hmm. what role has uncertainty and waiting played in your life? I think part of it is um, be, when I was younger, I, I, I always pictured my life being one way. I think we all do this to an extent. But then as you continue to grow and make choices and realize, hey, I don't like this or I like this or I want to do this or maybe not everybody can be in the NBA, like you have to make these changes. And uh, when I, you know, I think changing dreams and letting go of things that we want to become it's difficult to let them go. It's difficult to move on. Um, and so I, I think for me, like even in just writing this poem and the uncertainty in it, um, like uncertainty, is just, it's hard. And I think when you think about waiting too, like there, all of us are waiting for something, it seems like, right? Um, and I think the pandemic even heightened some of those senses where it's like waiting for people to find a spouse or to have kids or, to move up in their career, their job, or to finally find some sort of peace or to make the change that they wanted to make. Like those changes are difficult and finding uncertainty in the midst of all the chaos is, it's exhausting. Um, to be honest, Miguel, I totally forgot your question. I started talking. Um, <laughs> no, it's totally fine. I think you've answered it. You know, the role of uncertainty and waiting and how it's, you know, what role it plays in your life. Um, well, and I think that's that plays into me forgetting because it's just, so, it's a lot. Right. And it's heavy and it's it's hard for every every person and i i i don't think you can find somebody who's not waiting for something or wondering about something yeah and you know like it's it's hard it yeah. is, life is a very hard thing and 
then to see you know other people living out your dreams is also is also pretty difficult. And that's been one of the things that that I've been mindful about while releasing this book because I know there's people out there who really want to do this too. And so I I say like if you want to release a book like let me know I'd love to figure out how to help you. Like if this is a dream that you have, like don't let it, don't let it. You watch somebody else do it and just say, "Well, there's somebody else doing the thing that I want to do." Like I want to be able to help people who look at what I'm doing and say, "I want to do that also." Let's find a way to do that. Like how can we help each other figure out how to walk through uncertainty and make make a positive and a healthy change together? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in reading this book, and I think one of the greatest things that um, can come out of this is, I think many people, you know, if you're not a poet and, and you know, or writer, and, and many times even poets and writers find themselves in this place where it's hard to put to words um, what they're feeling, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, we can struggle with really just uh, putting to words what we're feeling, what we're processing, the emotions we're experiencing. And I think uh, books like this, you know, novels are great and, you know, uh, stories are great. But I think when um, you know, there, there are po there are poems and, and short reflections and short essays. I think it really helps the reader, uh, you know, put to words the things that they can't right for themselves mm -hmm. and to maybe qu uh, have them question and have them reflect on these ideas and and these things you know i think a lot of times when we talk about you know waiting and uncertainty it's easy to just focus on the things that we're uncertain about and the things that we're waiting for right but not necessarily process well how does uncertainty affect me right mm -hmm. or how does waiting affect me what does this look like on a random wednesday right mm -hmm. and i think uh this book does a really excellent job at you know giving you those practical examples and that imagery to show you you know this is what it looks like or these are the questions that run through my mind or these are the thoughts that i'm processing you know at the moment and, um, you know, for me in reading, um, you know, one of your poems, Silence, you talk about uh, this idea of faithfulness. And it's, you know, a quick line that really jumped out at me. But it says faithfulness doesn't always make a noise. It is the quiet that keeps me close to you. So I think, you know, silence is something that uh, can make people uncomfortable at times, right? That awkward yeah. silence um, in conversations or awkward silence when we're speaking to people or, you know, some people are just nervous of the awkward silence. Like they live trying yeah. to avoid that silence. Yet in the life of a believer, oftentimes um, silence plays a big role, right? Whether it's silence uh, that we feel like God is silent or um, we struggle with feeling like, you know, we are at a loss for words, right? So when you wrote that poem, Silence, um, what was silence doing in your life or what role was it playing in your life at that time? It was, it goes back to the uncertainty, the, the waiting, the wandering, the wondering, what's happening, what's, what's changing, what's going to change. Um, and then for me, I just, I thought maybe, maybe I just need to lean into the silence. Maybe it's time to seek it. Um, and so praying looked a lot like the le le less like me talking and more like me listening, more like me just sitting in the silence. I, I tried to stop coming up with words and I just took time to be in the quiet and to be still, um, you know, like we see Jesus go off to pray, right? And so I, I think, well, maybe I should go off to pray too. And so when I didn't have the words, that didn't mean I wasn't praying. 
I don't think you have to use words to pray. I think you can just sit and be still knowing who you are being still in front of. Um, and so that's kind of like what went into the poem. But I also know that like, just because God's not saying something doesn't mean he's not listening and it doesn't mean he's not speaking either. I think about, um, you know, those moments with, with friends or family members when something hard happens or when you don't have, you don't have to say something, but they're there, right? Their silence is all that you really need because you know that they're with you. Um, yeah. and so that's a little bit about that. Yeah. And I think, you know, you have poem, your, your poetry is great. Cause I feel like it, it hits a lot of different emotions. There are times where you're really funny. There's times where you're insightful. And then there's some poems that you put out as well that, at least for me personally, tug at the heartstrings or my heartstrings. You know, you have poems like Stay and poems mm -hmm. like Go On that are very, at least to me, it's really a message about either trying to convince yourself or trying to convince somebody else. You know, mm -hmm. just keep going. It's going to be okay. Um, and you try to, like, remind, and it's funny because in, um, in Go On, there's this part where you're, you're saying you're alive, you're covered in grace, you're known, you're loved. I mm -hmm. hate when people remind me I am known <laughs> and loved. And it's, yeah. it's moments that are funny, but at least for me, I can so relate to that. Yeah. Um, the idea of having someone, at least this is my interpretation of it, um, have someone you, remind yeah. you of something. It's like, I already know that. Yes, it's okay. Yeah. I, just let me be in my feelings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is that the what you were conveying That's in that it, moment? That's, I hate when people say that. I, I know it. Like, don't tell me what I told you last week. I know yeah. it. That's it. This I, I so I wrote uh, this this last section of the poem. So what you're referring to is at the very end. I added this last section that's just go on and be ordinary, right? That's all that it's about. And I sat down and I wrote that poem uh, just like straight through. And I don't even know how much I edited it, but it was just like me looking and thinking and feeling with and then writing all the words down but that's when i wrote that line i was like this might be one of the most honest things that you have written like i i know i know it to be true mm -hmm. i don't need you to be remind to remind me but please remind me but yes. don't you know yeah. like that's that's <laughs> how i feel about it uh so i'm glad i'm glad you picked <laughs> up on it that, that was one of those things i put in the book where i'm like it's not going to translate no it for everybody it over <laughs> But like when I when I share this at like events and shows and I read this poem, people are like, uh huh, I get you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, and I think yeah. it is. It's, it's you know, it's one of those things that sometimes you don't even dare to say out loud. Um, and maybe only with your closest friends do you have yeah. the the strength to when they're trying to give mm -hmm. you what I call like the Christian answers or like the very positive yep. encouragement to be like, dude, like I get it, but no. <laughs> you <laughs> know, it. and it's and it's okay. It, and they also need to and it's great when you have friends that understand. That when you're saying, I get it, I know, uh, but no, it's not a personal thing. It's just, yep. you know, go with me on the journey. Like like you yeah. said, I don't need to hear it, but I need to hear it, but I don't need to hear yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Can you, tell like me, can, you, can you tell me the truth without telling me the truth that we've heard it the same way over and yes. over again? For yeah. like, And I think that's one of the things that poetry does, or at least that's what I want to do with my poetry. It's like, I want to share with you um, like the gospel, and I also want to share with you like what Jesus has done for your life but I don't want it to feel like a sermon. I don't want it to feel like Sunday school. I want it to feel like a friend is talking with you. Yeah. And, but that friend really knows Jesus and not in a creepy way. 
Yeah, <laughs> you know? definitely not in a creepy way. <laughs> um, I, you know, uh, you we spoke earlier about the idea of the pandemic and, you know, it's like that confusing language, you know, uh, have we experienced the pandemic? Are we still in the pandemic? You know, is it over? Are we mm-hmm. seeing the end? But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I know that in everything that was shut down for a time, you know, it was hard for, you know, individuals like yourself to go out and travel and speak at schools and different venues and events. Um, you know, now we're kind of seeing a little bit of a turnaround where things are beginning to open and more things are, you know, able to get done. Um, so where do you find yourself right now? Are you able to go and speak at different schools? Um, are you doing more of the, you know, online um, aspect of just, you know, speaking at these places? What is it looking like for you right now? Yeah, uh, I'm glad that things are beginning to open back up. I do have a little tour down in the state of Texas, the country of Texas, uh, that I'll be going to uh, right after the book releases. And there's a couple events that I have booked, but we'll see, you know, kind of what happens. But things are beginning to open back up, and and I'm excited about it. And that's one of the reasons why I released the book when I did, because some of these um, limitations have been kind of lifted and people are able to start meeting back together face to face. And, and I want to be able to bring those words to people. So I've got uh, a list of, of churches that I'll be visiting, some schools, some colleges, um, some organizations. So I'll, I'll kind of be all over the place um, in the next couple of months. So, uh, so we'll see. Uh, I don't have anything booked for New York though. Not yet. Just, I'm just saying. Um, so anyone listening from new york yeah 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 reach out to him (laughs) no that'll be that'll be great and uh you know we definitely appreciate you taking of your time to speak with us and sharing about your book we want to encourage all of our listeners to go and grab your copy of walk a little slower now tanner can you please just fill us in again this is all um you know this is i want to call it like a passion project as well this is something that you know comes from you um this is Mm -hmm. your energy right your uh Mm -hmm. your inspiration and your work that you're putting out there so again uh i just want to give you this time to speak to our listeners encouraging them to you know buy the book uh why they should buy the book and uh where they can buy the book yeah, well, you can buy the book at writtentospeak.com or on Amazon. Uh, why, why should you buy the book? Ah, just uh, to be, be nice. Very nice no. of you. Just be very nice. That's it. Be very nice. Well, I, in, uh, like I really do believe in these words. And I was thinking yeah. earlier, I was like, well, who did you write? You know, I wrote, I wrote a lot of these poems for myself. But in the conversations that I've had with people, I've realized like, what I'm going through and what I'm thinking and feeling and wrestling, like so are other people. And, and I think that this, that the, these poems, like they meet people in their heaviness and in their wondering and in their uncertainty. And I've had people who have, you know, reached out to me with some of my other uh, books and said, like, I don't like poetry, but like, I really like your stuff. Um, and that's, that's a good, that's a huge compliment because, well, first of all, I, you don't want to put out bad art, but also like, I know that my poetry is not for everybody, but I know it's for more people than they think. Um, like, cause it's just a different kind. Um, like you said earlier, uh, it's, you know, it's kind of conversational. Like the, some of the poems are funny. Some of them are, you know, lighthearted and some of them go straight for, for your heartstrings. So if you, if you're like, well, I don't like poetry. Well, maybe this book is for you. And if you're like, well, I love poetry. Well, this book is certainly for you. Um, so who's the book for? everybody uh why is it for everybody because this is my job and uh i'm not begging but also i don't want to beg so you should buy it. 
<laughs> awesome. So I'm pretty sure our listeners remember where they can find you. But to our newer listeners, can you share with them where they can find you on all your social media platforms and websites? Yeah, if you just type in the words written to speak uh, or like into Instagram, like I'll pop up. Um, or if you type in Tanner Olson, O-L-S-O-N, not like the twins, uh, then you'll find me. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's where you can find me. And um, yeah, if you have any questions, just send me an email. That's uh, all on my website. But if you have questions about writing a book or you want to put out a book or you like poetry, you want to talk, uh, I would love to. I do stuff. I, I speak at churches and schools. And uh, I, share, I have like some poems that were not in the book that are for like third to fifth graders. Like I have one poem called like Dan the Man and one called SpongeBob Oval Pants. Um, <laughs> they were not going to fit the, the mood of this book. So. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> uh, for but, sure. Yeah thanks, yeah, thanks so much for having me on, guys. I really enjoyed being here with you all. Yeah, thank you again, Tanner, for being on with us. And once again, the book is called Walk a Little Slower. Be sure to check it out on Amazon. Go to his website, his Instagram. Follow him. Stay tuned to everything that Tanner is working on. Um, you know, his Instagram page is awesome. You'll definitely be encouraged uh, daily. And, um, you know, it's something something great to support as well. We want to also remind you to take of your time to follow us on Instagram as well, a God Life Culture podcast. Hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast so you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. We have some special guests that are coming up in the next few weeks. We're excited uh, for the holiday season as well that is approaching. And, um, you know, we're just... Uh, giving you that reminder this week with Tanner to just walk a little slower. Yes. So thank hey. you, Tanner, once again for joining us today. And to our listeners, why should you buy the book? Because you have to. Why do you have to? <laughs> because it's the right thing to do. Why is it the right thing to do? Because that's what we're here for, to support each other and to lift each other up, especially when it's awesome and great content. And let me also add this. A lot of these quotes and these lines and these poems make amazing Instagram captions. Oh, yeah. There and you if go. you use them for an Instagram caption, be sure to tag yes. written to speak. Absolutely. <laughs> so with that, we want to say thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the God Life Culture podcast. That's God, God Life Culture. Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye.